Welcome to the Everyday Intuition Podcast, a show for people who want to learn how to identify and trust their intuition. I'm Susan Gorman, an intuitive counselor and real-life clairvoyant, empath, and medium who's been working with people just like you for over 30 years. And friends, I just can't with the new age anymore. It's probably fair to say I never could. So fair warning, this isn't going to be a magical mystery trip through the cosmos with me as your lead astronaut, dressed in a caftan, crystal ball gazing with pan flute music in the background. Please, no. I only gaze into disco balls. I sometimes have a potty mouth, and I definitely strive for a smart-ass sense of humor. Also, it just so happens that there's a better way to learn how intuition really changes lives. It's our most natural resource. And once you discover how it works, all the amazing things start showing up to help you create a life worth living. So come join me on my mission to pull intuition out of the margins, one hunch at a time. Hi friends, it's season three, and this is episode one, and I could barely believe that this is actually happening right now. It's been a long journey to try and get this right. I think the universe has some very interesting and gentle but often hilarious ways of rerouting us. And when we needed to change the format for everyday intuition because Lara was going off to write her fabulous books, I think the format that I came up with at first was not where we needed to be. It was a little confusing, and I'm sad to say that I was a slow learner in picking up on it. One of the things that's really important to me and has been for the entire length of my career is the confidentiality that makes having a session with me a sacred space. I take it extremely seriously. You'll often hear me say, nobody's going to know that you had a session with me unless you tell them. So when I set out to interview clients over the years who have had fabulous stories about their intuition and how pieces of their sessions with me ended up being extremely powerful agents for change in their life. I really thought it was a great way to let you into that space with their permission. Oh, we hit roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. Everything technical that could go wrong did. And the only thing that I can attribute that to is that this is not my skill set. I have other gifts. And it was a great way to get a stop sign thrown up, but it just took a while for me to realize that that's what was happening and I had to rethink things. So we reformatted and I have a super team helping me with the technical stuff. I will, as just a little side note, tell you, you may relate to this, that I have a strange effect on electronic stuff and stuff with batteries. I have things spark out, burn out, need to be replaced on the regular. I'm not so much a light flickerer, but for example, the year after my husband passed away, I think I replaced every single thing in my home that could be plugged in or used a battery. And just yesterday, my car had a dead battery 
it's a pretty new car, so this really shouldn't be happening. And it's a hybrid, so the whole car is a battery. So I'm just used to having to zig and zag with all of the technical stuff. And so I'm so grateful that I have really good support now. So that's on the side note. However, in this case, it served to redirect my attention to the format after I threw my hands up semi-exasperatedly. And what I decided is that I'm just going to chat to you. I have over 30 years of experience teaching people about their intuition and doing readings for people. I have taught so many workshops and classes. It's my great love, actually, is teaching you to fish. And so for a while, while we get our feet under us and we just start getting consistent with the podcast again, which is also something that I really enjoy doing, I am going to just talk to you. (laughs) And I'm hoping that this becomes a conversation so that when you're listening, if you have a question about anything I say, or you wonder what I mean by blank, or it inspires you, or you've had a similar experience, I hope that you'll reach out to me. My email that you can always grab me at is susan at susangorman.net. And you can get to me through my website too, www.susangorman.net. But we have some exciting things planned for later on in the season, ways that you can participate a little bit. So for now, I'm going to tell you my origin story. Now, we all have origin stories, but I like to go back to this story because every time I tell it, I realize that it's such a beautiful way to begin one's work as an intuitive. For me, the foundation of the work that I do and why I do it was completely set with this first experience. Because what it taught me is that we're all intuitive. Now, nobody would have been more surprised to discover that they themselves were a clairvoyant empath and medium, but me. I, until my 21st birthday, which was the night that I discovered that I could do these things, and quite a birthday present it was, symbolic unto itself, I had been fascinated by anything related to what we called ESP back in the 70s, anything related to reincarnation, astrology, like the whole section of the library where all those books were, I think I checked out and read almost every single book. From the time I could go to the library by myself, I was an avid reader anyway. So let's say like 10, 11, 12, all the way through to when I left for college. So I really consider that this was going to be, at the time, I just felt like this was something I was really interested in. There's a quick anecdote that I can tell. We lived in Israel for a year when I was 10, and we lived in student housing that didn't have a television, we didn't have a phone, we didn't have a car. So my parents were looking for ways to keep us occupied. And we went downtown. My dad was doing a post-grad at the Technion in Haifa. So we went down to the Hadar and my dad reveals that my grandmother's given him some money just, you know, just to spend on us for whatever we want. And so that's delightful. But we go to this 
kind of combo bookstore slash stationery store slash kiosk. And we're wandering around. It's a small space, but it's like chock-a-block. And I've picked out all the things that I'm going to need for school. I've picked out a whole bunch of art supplies and books. And my dad informs me that I still have some money to spend. And I was just blown away by that. We were library people, as I said, and so I wasn't really accustomed to buying books, and I wish I could go back and talk to that 10-year-old girl and say, you actually are going to run out of bookshelf space when you're an adult, so this is just the beginning, girl. So I was looking around, looking around, just seeing, like, what else might I want, and I saw this bookmark, and the pictures on it were just so captivating, and the artwork and the graphic, the way it was designed was super cool. So I picked it up and I turned to my dad and said, do you know what these pictures mean? And he shrugged and said, I have no idea. I said, well, I like it. He said, so get it. So I did and I brought it home and I used it as a bookmark because I needed a bookmark since I was an avid reader. And years later, when I pulled it out of my memory box from that year, I noticed, oh my goodness, these are the glyphs from the astrological symbols. For example, the goat for Capricorn, the twins for Gemini, the scorpion for Scorpio, et cetera, et cetera. And I keep this bookmark close by because it's a reminder that even though I didn't really know what was happening, the universe was trailing me and keeping me safe. The main part that I want to talk about is when I was 21. On my 21st birthday, I started the day emotionally overwhelmed and hiding in my closet and crying because I took this idea of adulthood very seriously. Oh, I wish I could go back and give myself a hug, but I took it very seriously and I was just not ready. I didn't even know what I was going to do after college and this was in the fall. So I had a whole year to try to figure it out, but I couldn't. I was really paralyzed. So I spent the day with my Grandmother, my cousin, and my aunt, we had lunch, we got pedicures, that kind of fancy day. And my friend was going to come up and meet me after in the evening, and we were going to have dinner and cake and open presents. They had presents for me, and it was really cool. And this was a friend that had shared my interest in all things New Age, so it was 1987. There were bookstores everywhere, everyone was wearing a crystal like that. And we went to workshops together and we talked about ideas that had to do with metaphysics and spirituality. And again, remember, this is a hobby slash interest of mine. So as we're sitting around just yakking after having cake that evening, she's brought, by the way, her new boyfriend, who I have not met, and they are very, very new in their relationship. So basically, she kind of disappeared. You know, they were in the hot and heavy phase. So I only had heard snippets about him, and mostly just that she thought he was amazing. They were spending a lot of time indoors, if you know what I mean, and good for them. So we're sitting around talking, and I'm trying to be polite, but something's happening to me. I'm wondering, like, is this cake got so much sugar in it that I'm starting to literally buzz out? My hands, the palms of my hands are starting to kind of vibrate, but so are my feet. And then I am aware of this 
journey that <laughs> this current seems to be taking from the right side of my body, from the top of my head down, stopping in my right hand, down to my left foot, stopping there, transferring over to my left foot and going up the left side of my body and around and around. I'm thinking, what is in this cake? I don't want to be rude, but I think I'm having some kind of reaction. Like, they're not the kind of people that would make it like a super happy cake, if you know what I mean, without telling me. So then I'm sitting there, like, trying to pretend that I'm completely involved 110% in the moment. And then I start to see these little movie snippets in my mind's eye. The first one is of a view out a window. I'm standing in a kitchen. The kitchen has distinctively one of those light bulbs that hangs from a long cord from the ceiling. But this was, you know, back in 1987 when that wasn't like faddish or cool or stylish. And then I look out the window and out the window, I can see cornfields just go on and on forever. The next snippet is of a man. He's short. He's stocky. He kind of looks like Ernest Borgnine. He's in the house and he's mad and he's raging. Oh yeah, I should add too, there was in the first snippet, a woman sitting underneath that light bulb, chain smoking cigarettes and she had a beehive hairdo. So in the second one, the woman is in the house. There are children. There's my friend's boyfriend is there, but he's a little younger version of himself. And this man has come home, he's drunk and he's raging. And the woman, I can tell, is really, really upset, as you would be, right? And then in the third snippet, I see my friend's boyfriend, and he's at a big graduation ceremony in a big arena. And he's graduating with a master's degree in English, and he's going to go teach high school. And there were things that I heard, too, in the second one. There was audio <laughs> to this clip. I heard, you know, you think you're better than me. What's wrong with driving a cab? Which was interesting because I knew that he drove a cab. I didn't know that his father did. So now this is all going on and I'm sitting there feeling like, okay, I think I might be having some kind of psychotic break. I don't know what's going on. I don't understand it. I've gone over this moment so many times. Why did I say something? Because in the next moment, I did. I brought it up. I said, you know... I'm getting these pictures and messages for you. And he turned to me and I described everything that I just described to you. But then this feeling came over me, this compulsion to encourage him. And I said, you know, the next four years of your life are going to go by whether you're driving a cab or not. And if you really want to teach English, there's a path for you to do that. And if you believe that you can do it, you will. And I see you being really happy. So there's this pause. It wasn't quite awkward. I was just elated. The feeling that I had was unlike anything I'd ever had before. I felt just connected to something bigger than myself and helpful and really joyous. He turns to my friend and says, what have you been telling her about me? And she looks at him. She's completely startled and astonished, and she said nothing. So the details of what I'd seen were confirmed, and I had been seeing his life 
and the challenges he'd faced. And he wanted so much to become a teacher. And therein lies the challenge. I lost touch with my friend. They went home shortly after that. I went to bed. And I spent the better part of the next three days sleeping. I just literally couldn't do much for more than an hour or two. So I would go to class and I would do the basics like laundry, grocery shopping, all that stuff. But like I could not rouse myself. And by the end of those days, I was really frightened. And I reached out to my friend. I told her I didn't really know what was happening. I had no idea that I could actually channel information through these three modalities for people. And she must have been really deeply unsettled and uncomfortable because she told me that she didn't want to be friends with me anymore. So it was a little bumpy. It was rough. But every day that passed since that experience, especially in those first weeks, I became more and more sure that this was my path, that this is what I was supposed to do with my life. This was going to be my life's work. So kind of a cool 21st birthday present, especially to someone who was afraid they weren't going to be very good at adulting. So that's the story in a nutshell. It was a completely transformative experience for me. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to tell you how the rest of the story panned out as I went into my first year knowing that I was an intuitive. Hey, did you know I have online courses you can take? I do. Intuition 101 is a self-paced downloadable course that's for anyone looking to begin or strengthen their relationship with their own intuition. I developed this course because nearly all of my clients have one thing in common, a real yearning to be able to recognize and trust their own intuition. Learning how is simple, but it takes an expert guide. Gee, I wonder if we know anyone. Yeah, I've got you. It's important to understand the underlying ways our beliefs about intuition shape how we experience it, and also how many myths and misconceptions we cling to that end up keeping us stuck. In this course, I guide you through the first steps you need to take towards creating a solid foundation for yourself. Check it out at my website, www.susangorman.net. Okay, we're back. So what was it like to walk around trying to finish my degree and also knowing that I was now in possession of a skill that I didn't know that I had. Well, at the end of the first week, I had been journaling as I could. I kind of wrote a help me letter to God, the universe, and everything. And I said, you know, I think I understand what's happening, but I don't know all of it. And I could really use some assistance and some guidance here. And there's a technique that I highly recommend when people are doing dialogues like this to their whoever they want to believe it is. It doesn't matter to me. I'm a completely non-denominational intuitive. But I do believe in a power greater than myself. 
And I encourage people to name that for themselves too, in whatever way they feel comfortable. It can be God, it can be attached to a religion, it can be the universe. For me, it's important to keep it as unattached to man-made spirituality, i.e. religion, but that doesn't mean that I am against religion. I'm not. I think that intuitives have had a hard time with religious people and still do because some dogmas in religion are really sexist and racist and they are programmed to exclude anything like sourcing your own spirituality within your heart, which is what your intuition is doing. So we'll probably talk about that later in the season. I can talk about that stuff for a long time, but for the purposes of our story, when we do automatic writing, which is the kind of journaling that I encourage people to do, our handwriting sometimes changes. And I noticed that as I was writing all my questions out, I was starting to write a little differently. So I switched gears and I started channeling a message back to me. And I don't have these journals anymore. They got thrown out in a move at some point, and I really, really am sad about that. But basically, the message was, this is why you're here. You should read everything that you can get your hands on about it, about being an intuitive, and try to meditate for an hour a day. So that's what I did. And within a few weeks, I started noticing that I knew things when people were talking to me. For example, someone would describe their plans for spring break or something, and I'd think, that's not accurate. Wait a minute, they don't even know that that's not accurate. So I began to get a sense of how things were unfolding for other people. I've always been very open, sometimes to my detriment, about what I do. And I remember that one of my friends asked me if I could do a reading for her, and she was going to bring me her grandfather's pocket watch. I was extremely nervous about this because I didn't know exactly how you were supposed to do it, but I figured I'll wing it, and if it doesn't work, then no harm, no foul. So she came to see me, and I picked up the pocket watch. It was beautiful. And I just got really quiet and still, and all of a sudden I saw a man there. He was a veteran, and he was really frustrated, almost angry. And he looked at me and said, who the hell are you? And I, <laughs> I still think, God, how did I get through something like that? <laughs> it's so funny, too, because my whole life, I have been able to sense spirits, and they've never seemed scary to me, but he was kind of scary. So anyway, I just sort of cleared my throat, <clears throat> sir, I'm her friend and I'm here to help. You know, I'm talking to him in my mind's eye voice and he just looked at me and said, doesn't she know she can talk to me anytime she wants? And so I gave that to her along with what other information I could. And, you know, it was a very short session and I think it was something that was really important for me to know, which is, it's true. We can talk to our guides whenever we want and it's not that big a deal. It's not mysterious and dramatic all the time. So, and with that, I was now an intuitive who was doing readings for people. I treasure this story because 
It was such a surprise to me. And it's so beautiful how it really affirms that we're all intuitive. And that's been my message ever since then. Like, if I can do this, you can do this too. And I try to teach people that intuition is our most natural resource. Now, we live in a world that does its best to marginalize it, to make it seem rare, unreliable, and dangerous. And in that context, we need help. We need coaches. We need people like me who only want to reflect back the purity of your intuition to you. So that's all for today. I'm taking suggestions for topics. I'm taking questions. I'd love to hear your stories about your own intuition. But this season, what we're going to be doing is talking about that, that intuition is our most natural resource. And I'll be sharing as many stories as I can about my clients' experiences and my experiences and how intuition is really a normal, natural, easy part of being human. We experience it all the time. And that's why this podcast is called Everyday Intuition. So see you next time, friends. And that's it for this episode of Everyday Intuition. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you back here in a couple of weeks. But until then, could you do me a solid, friends? Could you help get the word out about Everyday Intuition? There are a few ways that you can help more people find this podcast. And the most important is to subscribe to it on whatever podcast app you use. Feel free to rate, review, and share the show on Instagram too. And tag me at Susan Gorman Intuitive. Thanks, and I'll see you next time.